Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Simon here again and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by Raj from Chicago and Raj is a tech career strategist focusing on helping people to land their dream job and become successful leaders. He's passionate about guiding professionals to maximize their opportunities and to discuss their zone, sorry, discover their zone of genius. He also uses his decades of experience in the tech industry to research, speak, and write about how we can embrace technology and become full-on digital citizens. I'd love to hear what the definition of that digital citizen is later on. Uh, He's a sought-after speaker, so I'm very pleased to have him on the podcast at various conferences and has been featured in numerous podcasts and publications, including Entrepreneur, CEO World Magazine, Authority Magazine, oh, the list goes on, Career Addict, Five Global, uh, and, and many more. And one in particular, the Good Men Project. So I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that later on as well. Uh, he's also the author of the new book, Skyrocket Your Career, and his areas of expertise, which I'm sure we're going to discuss and talk about today, include career advancement, leadership, motivation, productivity, and entrepreneurship. And in his spare time, he loves traveling, enjoying craft beer. Ah, okay. So we might talk about coffee and craft beer. Uh, And of course, you can find out more information about he serves people through his uh, website. Uh, The link to that will be in the show notes. And it's www.rajsubra. So that's R-A-J-S-U-B-R-A.com. Welcome to today's podcast, Raj. What a great bio and a great introduction. Glad to have you with us. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Now, we were talking just before we started the official part of recording about the coffee and you know, you started to give me all these different syrups and flavors and all kinds of things. Just tell the listeners a little bit about the coffee that you're drinking today and, and more importantly, why? Okay, first of all, I'm a huge coffee connoisseur. Uh, my life runs on coffee. And that being said, the coffee I'm drinking today is a medium roast, actually, Colombian yeah. coffee. And uh, we get our coffee beans from a local coffee shop from here because we love supporting local stores and local yeah. businesses. So that's where I get it from. And yeah, before we started recording, uh, I was also telling you that uh, I live in Chicago and here you get different flavors of coffee mm. as well. So I rotate between usually medium dark roast coffee and uh, flavored coffee, flavors like hazelnut coffee, cinnamon chocolate, um, yeah. and then armoretto coffee. So what they do is they have the normal coffee beans and then put artificial flavoring. Oh my God, when you brew the coffee, the whole house smells like chocolate. That's the, that's the best feeling you want to wake up to. You see what I'm saying? So, so in the morning, so, the first thing I do is actually have a sip of coffee and it all, already starts brewing. And then, you know, it just uh, opens up your pores in your, you know, it opens yeah. up your mind. So 
So you've said something there that intrigues me slightly because, you know, you talked about the, the coffee beans. So the flavoring that you're putting into your coffee, um, yeah, here in the UK, we're not really, Starbucks really and Costa Coffee and some other chains have started introducing flavored coffees, but they're very syrup based. Ah, cin- I see. Cin- okay. cin- cinnamon and coffee that you talked about. Yeah, I love cinnamon coffee. I think that's a great combo, but you can't buy it as syrup. How do you add your flavoring to your coffee then? Because the way you described it doesn't sound like a just a pump dispenser syrup that I would normally expect. Oh, no. So when they roast the coffee beans, they yeah. actually, as part of the... Uh, ca- as part of the process of uh, getting those coffee beans, they actually infuse the flavor. They actually, ah. it's not a syrup kind of thing. They yeah. have uh, different flavorings, which we add when they actually make the coffee beans and roast them. It's part of the roasting and the drying process. Oh, so wow. they okay. actually infuse it at that level. So yeah. what happens is if you just taste a coffee bean, it'll taste like hazelnut, like, because it's already infused. Oh. Think of yeah. it like uh, so, so you're in the UK. I know people like Indian food. Think of it like marinated chicken, right? Yeah. And chicken masala. So for six hours, you marinate it. And then when you taste the chicken, it, yeah. it's, you know, it has a oh. flavor. So it's the exact same strategy with the coffee being infused with the flavor as well. And I'm a sucker for flavored coffee, but uh, yeah. my wife cannot take flavored coffee 24-7. <laughs> so we rotate between flavored coffee and normal Colombian uh coffee roast like medium dark roast and i'm a purist what do i mean by that is uh just like how i have uh scotch and whiskey i usually have it on the rocks similarly i only have black coffee i usually do not put milk or anything because uh i just got used to it and uh, that's what i do yeah and i must admit you know we've had lots of listeners that have talked about sugar and cream and all different things and i'm with you on the black coffee um you know it, i like to taste the taste of the coffee and you know i know sometimes people like to get me down but i love the fact that you say the infused coffee i'm going to be going on amazon i'm going to find some of this coffee there must be some available somewhere in the uk so cinnamon and chocolate infused flavored coffee that's it i'm going to be hunting oh my that god down. That, it, it's it's it, it's just unbelievable oh. and that too when you have a danish yeah. Or like, uh, you know, a croissant with it. Oh, my God. See, oh. now you're making me hungry just oh, talking yes. about it. Another <laughs> thing about me is I'm a foodie as well. So oh, uh, once yeah. you talk about food, then that's a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, if, if we go to Starbucks, we usually have a cinnamon swirl or we have some fruit loaf uh, toasted with some butter right. and honey on it as well. So they're my two favorites uh, as well. So pastries, yeah, definitely go with it. So You've given us a great insight there, an amazing insight. I just want to go to, to your bio a little bit. Uh, now we've talked about the coffee. You, I mentioned on the bio that you've obviously been in various podcasts and publications. And the one that I mentioned there was the Good Men Project. And that, that just tweaked, again, my, my intrigue. Tell us a little bit about what you can explain about the Good Men Project. Great question. So not a lot of people know about it and it's pretty popular in the United States. Yep. So men go through a lot of feelings and emotions, especially the vulnerability aspect, their fears, uh, their insecurities. And we have been, for ages, we have been taught to, you know, suck it up and yeah. just move on, but we don't embrace 
those feelings and emotions. So someone uh, that, you know, they have to address this issue. Yeah. So they started a magazine called The Good Men Project. So they talk about all men, men related items, issues. A lot of articles are more focused on vulnerability uh, and touchy topics, which people yeah. do not talk about. And that's what The Good Men Project yeah. is all about. It's about uh, empowering men to yeah. talk about their feelings, talk about how they cope up with different things and also strategies to live a better life. So it's focused mm -hmm. on men and uh, that's what the Good Men Project is all about. Yeah. And it's been, it's Fantastic. a pretty popular publication over here. Fantastic. And, and we have similar things uh, over here as well. I'm sure listeners around the world, you've got something very similar, but I, I just want to point out one thing that I always find very frustrating. And you mentioned about, you know, just suck it up. Business owners men and women, but I think very often men, you know, I've been told so many times when I've talked about stress or I've talked about anxiety through work and I've had lots of businesses over the years and they just say, well, what do you expect? You run your own business. It's part of the course. And just, just, and it's that horrible phrase, isn't it? Just man up, yep. man up and put up with it. And it's almost as though as business owners and men in business, we should expect, and it applies to women in just the same, but we should expect that we should put up with the stress, put up anxiety, don't talk to anybody about it and just suck it up, man up and just get on with it. And that is so bad for us, isn't it? It is. Uh, just take my life as a personal example. So I grew up in the southern part of India and I grew up in a culture where men are the dominant folks and we are, we've been taught from a young age to suck it up. You are the main earner for the family. You know, you have to take in the struggles and you have to bear everything on your chest. Don't show yeah. weaknesses. Uh, crying is a sign of weakness. Being scared is a sign of weakness. So you just have to suck it up. And that's how I was brought up. Yeah. And I kind of took that traits, the char characteristics through my IT career, at least for the first half, half of my IT career. And it and I struggled because uh, I suffered through anxiety, depression, panic attacks. Uh, and then I started doing some questionable things just so that I don't show uh, a sign of weakness. Yeah. And that's when I realized that you need to start embracing your emotions it's okay if you cry it's okay if you think you know what it this sucks i feel bad you need to embrace it because if you don't embrace it if you just keep bottling up bottling up bottling up bottling it up what it happens yeah. is it blo blows up like a balloon and then when you pop it the outcome is really really bad and that's what happened to me and uh, so now that's why now i talk a lot about mental health in general and also yeah encouraging men and, and male leaders to come out of their closet and, and embrace emotions. Yeah. Because yeah. based on research, it shows that when leaders show their vulnerability, they gain more trust with the team. It's scientifically proved. So yeah. there's no high, reason. High performing, aren't they? They're high yeah. performing, high performing in sales, high performing in the business because they're, you know, they're just blowing off the, the steam in a way that is productive rather than destructive. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think uh, with our current generation, um, 
there are more people like me, you and other folks talking about emotions yeah. and stuff, not just the good things, but also the bad side of it. I wouldn't say bad side, the the struggles, I would yeah. say, and the yeah, obstacles yeah. we go through as business owners or entrepreneurs. So we share that in social media so that people know that you're not always perfect. You're also a work in yeah. progress and you have things to do, but you're at least embracing it, acknowledging it, and then trying to see what you can do about it. Yeah. And I want to pick up on something here because this is really important and it ties into what we were talking about when I was, uh, you know, making sure I was pronouncing your your name right. And I haven't pronounced your surname yet because I did feel there was a a little bit of a story to this. So for the listeners, you know, Raj has just explained the culture that he's come from, okay, where it's, you know, very dominant, very sort of alpha-based. And I'm going to ask Raj in a moment just to share his story of uh, how his last name is made up, because I think the way that you've done that and the way that you have your chai latte consulting absolutely blows that upbringing out of the water and shows a complete overcoming of those struggles and those obstacles. And you'll see that, listeners, and or hear it in the story that I'm going to ask Raj if you can share it. Just tell us a little bit about what you told me before we started recording about the the last name and you know the relationship you have with your wife and that that sort of chai latte side mm-hmm. because that's I mean that fits. It's so incredible. I say you're going to be blown away, listeners, by this. <laughs> sure. So just to set some context, I always grew up as an outcast in the culture I grew, uh, I was brought up in because mm-hmm. I didn't, I believe everyone need to have equal rights. But when I, when I uh, talk about those things, I got reprimanded for it because you have in my culture, you have to follow the status quo yep. and you're going to challenge it. And that's how I was brought up. But so right from the beginning, I believed in equality and equal rights for people. So once I became an adult and started doing things for myself and I could think on my own and make decisions on my own, during the time, yes, of course, I met my now wife as well. And we always believed relationships should be 50-50, no matter who your significant other is. And that's, that's what I wanted to, we wanted to have from day one. So what we decided was, um, so my original name was Raj Subramanian. Raj Subramanian is a just a really common last name. It's like the John Smith of the United States. Like every freaking person will have that last name. But the yeah. point is, I had Subramanian, and my wife is white, Caucasian, and half German, half Irish. Her last name is Wiesmeyer. So we decided to combine Subramanian and Wiesmeyer and make it Subramanian because we wanted to form our own legacy. We wanted to represent us we want that to represent us and that and the same thing happened to my company it's called chai latte consulting because i'm brown she's white caucasian and then i have a mocha baby now so we have <laughs> chai latte consulting and i i my wife and i are big proponents of diversity and inclusion i talk about it as well and i thought we have to live by those values and our name and our company represents that value. Yeah. And that is the point right there, isn't it? You know, to embrace it. I mean, the way that you have joined those two last names together, to me, 
he's such an example for us all to look at, not only forming our own legacy, but also being somebody who stands out to say, but, you know, we're, we're equals, you know, we've got to look at diversity, we've got to look at equality. And what a great way of doing that, not just to say it, not just to talk about it, but to actually join in marriage and join those two last names together. I think that's absolutely exceptional. I'm sure listeners, you'll agree, you know, we should take our hats off to, to both of you, you know, to you and to your wife for, for doing that. And, and what a great way to call the, the company Chai Latte as well. And of course, you know, it's a great drink too as well. Yeah, and we did it officially as well. It's not just for the sake of yeah. name calling, but we officially yeah. uh, change our last names as well. And now my kid will grow up with their own legacy, the Subramayer family. Yeah. And we yeah. stand for something. We stand for diversity. We stand for inclusion. We stand for equal rights for people. We stand for, we stand for justice for everyone. We stand for helping other people in need. We stand for treating people as humans first and yeah. then whatever other factors you have second. So I think there's a lot of a lot of things which piles up into this name, right? So yeah. um you don't so so listeners and viewers, you don't necessarily have to combine your last name, but think about <laughs> how you can make an impact from your perspective to the world, because I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah. You can earn all the money and fame, but when you're at your deathbed, you are going to think about, okay, how many people are going to come to your funeral and how many people's lives you have touched. Yeah. And trust me on this, when you start thinking about it, it'll make more sense because you need to realize that we all are privileged in a certain way. Just wait, we take everything for granted these days. If one thing COVID has thought as is, you cannot take things for granted. Like even things right. getting from getting things from grocery store, I was taking it for granted, right? And you know how many people didn't wake up this morning? The point mm. is, we have to be. We are privileged. We are lucky. The point is, when people say there's no luck, there is luck. But it doesn't mean that you're gonna do the right things and then move society forward and move yourself forward for a better life and giving other people a better life. So those are some things you want to think about how you can impact the world in your own way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and such great words and, and so, so true and, and inspiration as well. So it's great to hear you say that. And from a point of view of your business, and obviously, you know, you've got this very you know uh, in-depth uh, tapestry of, of the work that you've done and the type of what you're doing now. What's been the latest or most significant thing that you've actually worked on in your own business that you can share with the listeners? Definitely. So one of the things I wanted to work on was increasing my visibility. Mm -hmm. And I was already pretty popular in the software space because I've worked in the industry for 15 years. And I used to speak at different conferences that I've been through different leadership roles. So people knew me, yeah. but people outside the tech space didn't know me. And I want to let people know that, hey, there's this person who can help you, who can help you make uh, positive life and career transformations. And I'm here to help you. So I wanted to get that word out. So for the past two years, one of my main goals was visibility. And I made a plan on different things I wanted to do. So one was, yeah. of course, uh, uh, getting in on podcasts and then uh, starting 
writing more for different publications. I wanted to impact people on a bigger scale. So I started to figure out how to get, how to uh, pitch TED talk, yeah. TED conferences to give TED talks. And so it was, a so I listed down different things I wanted to do. And then I came up with a strategy of, okay, what timelines these things are going to happen. Right. And the book was something which was not in, my, in the plan. It just okay. came out uh, because of something which happened, which we could get to in a second, but the book was not as part of my visibility strategy, but it just, it happened. So it happened. Yeah. But the point is, once I figured that I had to increase my visibility, so I started working on this one by one. And the latest one, latest thing which I've done to increase visibility is uh, being on TV news channels right now. So okay. uh, just a couple of days ago, if people go to my LinkedIn profile, they would see it. Uh, I was on CBS News, which is pretty mm. popular, big television uh, TV news channel. And then I uh, did a segment on different strategies to ace interviews, right? So that helps to increase the visibility. And then I gave one TEDx talk already uh, about a month ago. I'm going to give another TED talk in September as well. So in those mm. ways, people know that I can bring value and then I, and that's increasing visibility. So increasing visibility was something which I've been working on. And uh, these were the ways I've been doing it as well. Yeah. And for listeners, you know, we, we can all take little bits away from that, depending on where we are in the type of business we have and the type of coach, consultant and business owner that we are. Because we all need to be increase our visibility. Because if we increase our visibility, we increase our credibility. It's the old sort of business networking international mantra. You know, if we increase our credibility, we increase our profitability. Exactly. So, so how has it been for you since you've been doing this? You know, being our two-year uh, mission to increase your visibility. And I love mm -hmm. the fact that you said I've written it down in my little note here. A plan for visibility. You know, very few people plan for it. Uh, certainly. How's it been since you've been doing this, this strategy and this planning process and implementing it? It's worked out really well for me so far. Uh, a lot of people have now starting, starting to reach out to me and saying, hey, I saw you on this uh, TV news interview about strategies, these interviews, and I, I, you know, I'm looking for some help. Or people will call me to speak at other conferences saying, hey, we have a group of students who really need help. But, and sometimes it'll be like, we don't have money to pay you, but they really need help. And then I'll say, I don't care, let's just do it. So mm -hmm. the point is, I think uh, there are more people now approaching me rather than me trying yeah. to approach people. So that is the big shift which has happened once you once I started increasing visibility, right? Yeah. Because as you said, I think it's a process. Once you increase visibility, then you establish credibility. Once you establish credibility, then you establish trust. Once you establish trust, then people start coming to you. Once people yeah. start coming to you, then you could increase the impact and increase your profitability. So I think Great. it's a whole yeah. chain. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And for that, it starts with being visible, being out there. Yeah. A lot of people overthink it. That's the problem. And they never start because they just are in the thinking phase. Sometimes you yeah. just have to write down some things, pick the top three and just go with it. And then try that for a month. See how it works. Analyze the results. Okay, this 
has this reached more people? Has this one reached more people? No? Okay, let's pivot. Let's try something new. I think that's how it should be. As entrepreneurs, we have to, you know, keep trying and experimenting with things. And you shouldn't be just in the thinking mode. You should also be in the doing mode. That is number one. Number two is you need to figure out, okay, what does visibility mean to you? For me, visibility meant that writing for large publications, being on TV news channels, doing TED Talks and stuff like that. But for you, visibility maybe could be just making TikTok videos. Visibility could be writing blog posts on your website. Visibility could be uh, helping people for free to, so that you can establish the whole thing, credibility, trust, and then making them come to you. So you need to figure out what's, as you said, what, what aligns with your business, what aligns with the way you do things, and that's what you need to figure out. And one thing I always do is at the end of the year, I take one week just to plan my next year. So I do a couple of okay. things. One is I analyze what and all different things I did that particular year. What were the results? What are the accomplishments? Try to digest that. A lot of people keep, including me, I'm still a work in progress. We just keep mm -hmm. going from one place to another place to another place, but we don't cherish the current moment. So I yeah. try to cherish the current accomplishments. I see what could not be done and analyze the reasons and then plan the next year in terms of, okay, here are the things to do, right? So if you're a business owner, that strategy may help you out, like planning your entire year or taking the end of the year off in terms of just for planning and then clear out your schedule, giving, give your mind, give your mind some space to think. And the whole, that retrospection, which you do is going to be really, really helpful for you to keep, you know, growing your business, growing your value and increasing your impact. Yeah. And you, you mentioned earlier on, uh, obviously, one of the ways that you've increased this visibility is through a book. Um, so tell us a little bit about how the book came about, because, you know, you said a little thing there right. that, oh, yeah, I'll mention that later. So you just gave a little bit of intrigue. Tell us a little bit about how the book came about, because you said it wasn't really you know, part yeah. of the, the, the plan. Tell me about that. So I had this whole one year plan last year yep. uh, different things i wanted to do to gain visibility but the book wasn't in the plan at all but something happened actually one main thing happened which is covid covid yeah. happened and then millions of jobs were lost and then people got laid off people who were working for four months to people who were working for 20 years everyone got laid off and even from big companies, Microsoft have laid off thousands of people. Salesforce laid off thousands of people. Airbnb laid off thousands of people. So people who thought their jobs are secure, they even they got laid off. That's, okay. So that's one thing we need to remember. Yeah. As entrepreneurs, people come to us and say, man, there's so much risk in your business. Then I would say that there's risk in any job. And COVID is that, is that right? There's no security in this earth. There's only opportunity. That's yeah. something we need to keep in mind. Nothing is secure. It's about how you can build your brand and make it bulletproof no matter what the circumstances are. Anyways, coming back to my story. So COVID happened. And then in April, people started contacting me saying, hey, I just lost my job. Can you help me? Can you help me? So I started helping people for free. And I helped about 30 people in the month of like March to first week of April. Yeah, And I saw this rep repeating pattern that 
you know, I was sharing similar kind of strategies to a lot of people. And some people started getting jobs. Some people were able to get promotions, even in the midst of COVID. Then I was thinking, huh, man, seems like what I'm saying is actually impacting and helping people. But I know there are a lot of people who are without jobs. What can I do about it? That's when the book idea came into picture. uh, One of my entrepreneurial friends said, you know what? I was thinking of writing a book. You should write a book too. And we could write it together, separate books, but she'll be my accountability partner. And then uh, we'll write it together. So, So I thought, you know what? Let's just go for it. Because as humans, we always wait for the right time, but always the right time is right now. There's never the perfect time to do things. It's just like marriage, never a perfect time to get married, having kids, never perfect <laughs> having kids, right? So, yeah. it, so the point is, so I just started writing. So I started April 27th of 2020. I started uh, writing the book and then I actually finished writing the book within the first 30 days. Every day from 8 to 10 p.m., I wrote 2,500 to 3,000 words consistently for about a month. Wow. And and this was in the midst of me taking care of my then, what, five-month-old son from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. I had to take care of him because my wife had a normal uh, nine-to-five job and running my own business and writing the book. So I did that. And then I wrote the book, but no one told me that writing the book is one thing, but releasing it successfully is a whole nother thing. So after that, I had the editing, the forward, the production process, everything happened. And then I finally released it in November. But the point is uh, that's how the book came about. And now it's been impacting people at such a large scale. And it really, really inspires me. And people message me and saying, Dude, those strategies really helped me get this job. Those strategies really helped me get that promotion. And those words, when it keeps constantly coming to you, you know you want to keep doing more. And that's how the book yeah. came about. And I'm I'm very grateful that it's been doing really well. It has about 150 reviews already, and then uh, it's still growing strong. So, so so tell the listeners um, where they can find the book. And then what I'd like you to do when you told us that, and you've uh, given the listeners where to go to get their hands on a copy of the book. Give us one strategy, one tip that you perhaps have seen be the most common or have the most impact on people that the listeners could take away from today. So there's a couple of things there. So first things first is my book, Skyrocketed Career, it covers the entire life cycle of a job from different strategies to find a job, then how to crack interviews, how to do salary negotiation. And then once you get a job, how to be successful in it. Once you are successful, how do you set yourself miles apart from the competition? It covers the whole you know, life cycle. So, so there are multiple strategies based on which phase you are in. Okay. But for the purpose of our discussion, one thing, if, if there's one key takeaway, which would really help your listeners right now, yeah. it's about building your personal brand building your personal brand. So let's just dumb it down a little bit and give mm, you an example. Please. Say, say, for example, you're buying the same brand of body wash for the past eight years, okay? And the reason you're buying that same brand of body wash is not just because of the price. It's not just because of the color. It's not just because of the fragrance. It's not just because of the packaging. It's not just because 
of its durability that when it falls on the bathtub, it doesn't split yeah. open. But it's about all these facets of that body wash, which is making you buy it again and again and again for eight years. And our personal brand is the exact same thing. Okay. When thousands of people are applying for the same job, why do they have to choose you compared to other people? That's where your personal brand comes into picture. It's about all the different things you do, which helps you stand out from the crowd. So yeah. your different courses you take, extra courses you take, the, your work experience, then your volunteering experience, then your speaking experience, your writing experience, all those things add up to build your personal brand. So post-COVID, when you talk about jobs, when you talk about, when you talk about career, your personal brand is going to be the single most important thing, which is going to differentiate you from other people. And it's not only people for, it's not just for people who want to find their next job. It's about even people who already have jobs, but want to advance in their current company, right? So same, coming to a similar example, say six people are up for promotion to become a manager. Why do they have to select you compared to the five other people? That's where your personal branding come in the picture. That's where the, the different things you do outside just your work, that's what is going to matter. So that would be my single key takeaway. Start working and building your personal brand. Yeah. And listeners, I think there's an, there's an important thing as well is that, you know, some of you might be listening to this and thinking, well, you know, I'm a solo entrepreneur. I don't have a, a job, but you do. You know, you have a role in your business where you get clients and they buy not just your product, not just the service, they buy you the person in the business. So I think what Raj is saying here, if anybody listening to this is thinking, I don't have a career, I don't have a job, this doesn't apply to me, it absolutely does because your customers buy you as a person. So personal brand and you know, your personal identity has, has just been talked about that, is even more important to you because everything rests upon that. Everything. Yeah, and customers do their research. Customers are really smart, folks. Yeah. They're not, they do a lot of research. If they're going to spend money on you, yep. it's just like buying a product on Amazon. You looked at the reviews and then you do so much research and comparison, then buy a product. Completely. And your business is the same way. Say, I don't know, you have a coffee business, for example, right? Yeah. There are like 15 coffee businesses right? Why would people have to choose you? That's where your personal branding comes into yeah. picture. And I know I use personal brand in a very generic term, but there are so many different ways to build your personal brand. And for entrepreneurs and even for people who have full-time jobs, one thing related to personal brand is your social media footprint. So yeah. when people do the research on you, you need to be active in some social media platforms giving value, right? So for example, for me, I'm super active on LinkedIn and every single day I add value. You'll see a post from yeah. me, a video yeah. on some topic, some uh, thoughts about some topic, a write about yeah. it. And then once you start building that, then people start trusting you because yeah. before they're coming to me, they're going to look at my post. Yeah. And then they'll say, okay, this guy actually really knows what he's talking about. So let's just give him a call. Right. So, yeah. Especially, you know, for entrepreneurs, you really need to have an online presence. Your social media footprint is going to be really, really important. Yeah. And uh, that's why, that, and that's part of your personal branding. 
and people are going to do a lot of research. People are smart. So if yeah. you really want to go, you build your business, you really need to establish a trust. And that starts with having some social media footprint. And then immediately the next question I'm going to get usually yeah, yeah. when I say this is, man, there's so many social media platforms. I can't keep up with it. It's so hard. So that's where it's really important to figure out who your ideal audience is, right? So for me, I'm a tech career strategist. So I help people specifically in the tech space. And sure. the social media platform which tech people use is LinkedIn. That's where my peeps hang out. So yeah. I focus on LinkedIn and all my value and content is on LinkedIn. Similarly, say you're a photographer, a photography business, then you probably want to do Instagram because Instagram yeah. has more creative people. I'm not saying... Well, people like me are not creative, but I'm just saying, you know, it's a different art form and yeah. Instagram is a great platform for showcasing your portfolio, your pictures, and then letting people know about it. Right. So sure. choose one platform, try it out yeah. for a month, then analyze the results. If you're not getting the results, then try to pivot and see what's happening. And then you could always choose a different social media platform. Again, it comes back to what we were first initially talking about that you need to start something. Like the great Correct. Zig Ziglar it's said, doing in. like the great Zig Ziglar said, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So where can people go to get the book? How can people get this amazing book with all these different facets, which you know are going to be great for people's careers, are going to be great for people that have got their own businesses? Where can people go, Raj, to get the book? So if they go to skyrocketyourcareerbook.com, that is the name of my book, Skyrocket Your Career with the name book.com, yep. then you'll go to my book website and there you can download the first chapter for free and okay. you can decide whether, you know, it's giving, it's going to give you value or not, right? So yep. that is one thing. And there you'll have different links to buy the book. And apart from that, you also have a lot of free resources even without buying the book, you're going to get a lot of free resources, free resources in terms of productivity hacks, how to become a great leader, uh, how to do job search strategically, uh, what are commonly asked interview questions. So you're going to get a lot of free resources there yeah. as well. Yeah. And uh, I'm very grateful that my book hit number five on the Amazon bestseller list. And again, as I was saying, it has over 150 reviews, but the point is I know it's going to give value, but you yourself can decide when you download yeah. the first chapter and then Amazing. you can see whether it's a right fit. And you get all that bundle of, of the extras there to help you uh, as well. So that's great. Yep. Now, uh, for the listeners, tell us how we can connect with you. What's the best place for us to, to go to find out more about you, to get some of this visibility? And now I understand what we're talking about today because, you know, listeners... When, when Raj sent me his bio, I think there's about 10 links that are going to be in the show notes below this. <laughs> so that's certainly, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk of the two things, because, you know, this guy doesn't just say it. He actually is visible there with all these different uh, you know, links that he's giving here. But just just give the listeners a couple of key places that they can connect with you and, and find out more about you. Yeah, that should be pretty simple. So there are two places where you can get hold of me. One is on my website, which is rajsubra.com, R-A-J-S-U-B-R-A.com. You'll find all my life's work, all my publications, all my videos. 
yep. on my interviews, the way I help people, everything will be on my website and you can connect with me through my website. Another place you can connect with me is on LinkedIn. I live on LinkedIn. So okay. you can ping me any point of time. Make sure you follow me because I also post video and audio and a lot of written content on a daily right. basis. So if you want to get inspired, motivated, you want some tips, strategies, you can follow me and connect with me via LinkedIn as well. So those are the two ways uh, definitely people can reach out to me. And if we're going to search for you on, on LinkedIn, it's it's the same. It's Raj Subra. So that's R-A-J-S-U-B-R-A. Yep, on it is. So yeah. that'll be mine. And my name is so unique. So if you just Google Raj Subra Meyer, anywhere in the world, I'll be on the first five <laughs> links of Google. So that's, a, that's another good thing. So folks, you have another added advantage of combining your name. If it's unique, then you can right. easily get indexed by Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds a great plan. Uh, slightly long lens to go to to get that done. I'm sure. Uh, I don't want to get. I don't want to get remarried just to do that. And I don't think my wife would appreciate it. But yeah, that's a great tip. Right. Um, on the on the bio here, you you mentioned something about uh, a special promotion. Is is that something that is a, is available to the listeners of this podcast? Has anybody got to do anything to get this special promotion at all? Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, so just for your audience um, who took the time to listen to this podcast. So I have a special promotion link. So if you buy the paperback version of my yep. book, the physical copy of my book, yep. and then just send me a screenshot of the receipt and put it in that page, then I'll get a notification and then I'll send you the ebook for free. So you're going to get both the Perfect. ebook and the paperback for less than half the price, right? And yep. that is my way of also giving back as well. So that's yep. what the promotion is about. Absolutely great. Yeah. So listeners, you've heard it there and what great tips we, we've taken from today. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to the, the final question, Raj, because you're giving us such amazing value uh, today. And I've written multiple pages of, of notes here, as I'm sure listeners you have as well. If you're going to have your next coffee, uh, whether it's a favorite coffee or whether it's a plain coffee in a dream location, where would that dream location be? And what time of day would it be? Man, I, I would say one of my dream is to go to Paris. Okay. Have a croissant and yeah. then have a nice espresso coffee. Um, I think it will be probably mid afternoon when there's not too sure. much crowd and I can yeah. visualize it just like fine breeze blowing uh, against me. And then it's so relaxing. I can hear the birds chirping. It's a really small coffee shop and it's just beautiful, clear sky. And then I don't have anything, no digital, nothing. I'm just enjoying my coffee sip by sip and taking that bite and the croissant. And then it yeah. just gives me goosebumps because the moment is so, so real. Um, that is something which I've been imagining time after time after time. Fabulous. Hoping I could make that a reality soon after COVID. Yeah. So let's yeah. see. Yeah. And, and I can tell you, you know, I've, I've been to Paris once. We went there on our wedding anniversary. And you can have exactly that moment in Paris. There's no doubt about it. There's some amazing small coffee shops. You get that whole thing. And mid-afternoon is a great time because there is this whole... 
you don't just go and have coffee for half an hour. You know, you sit there for two to three hours, right. you know, watching the world go by, perhaps reading local newspaper, you know, either in English or French or whatever it is. But yeah, it's, it's a whole experience of, of doing that. So yeah, I definitely encourage you to, to do that. That would be an amazing, amazing. Yeah, I'd love to do, to do that. Car- yeah. Carlene and I are travelers. Yeah. We travel quite a bit and, um, we love uh, exploring different cultures and talking to the local people, getting to know them and stuff like that. So yeah, hoping yeah. Oh, one of these that. days uh, we'll make that a reality. So, Well, uh, let's get plenty of people following you, tracking you, getting onto the visibility train that you're leading at the moment, uh, you know, getting a copy of your book, buying a copy of your book, Taking advantage, listeners, as you uh, have been told here, you know, get that copy, uh, buy the copy of the book, take a copy of the receipt, send Raj the details and get that free ebook. And I'm sure there'll be some other great things that you'll take from that as well. Thank you very much for sharing so much with such enthusiasm and passion as well. And, you know, we got to talk about the Good Men Project at the beginning as well, which is really, really important. And I know, listeners, you've taken plenty of way of value from today. And Raj, thank you so much for, for being a guest and for sharing so much content into such a, a short space of time. Really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And I also wanted to uh, take this time to acknowledge you for showing up every day and providing valuable content to impact your audience and other people who do not know about your podcast as okay. well. So I appreciate that because I know how much work it takes to actually get a good podcast going and that do consistently. So just wanted to acknowledge you for that and really grateful for, uh, for to you for having me as a guest as well. No, no pleasure's all mine. And I, I'm going to appreciate those comments. And you're right, you know, um, it's, it's very rewarding. It is about the impact. And you and I are, are both got from the same cloth that we, you know, we're trying to make a difference. And, you know, uh, listeners, I hope you realize that. I hope you've heard that in today's podcast. And, you do something with what you've learned today. That's the most important thing. You've had such an education, such an amount of awareness, and you've helped both myself and Raj endeavor to fulfill our mission to bring that awareness and that education to so many people. And by listening to this, you've certainly helped us do that. Connect with Raj, connect with him on his uh, LinkedIn, his website, and grab a copy of that book and all the links uh, to that will be in the show notes as well and of course the best way you can help both of us to increase our visibility and credibility is to leave us a review so whether you're listening to this on apple uh, spotify whatever it is whatever platform it is please leave a review of this podcast and help more people find it and help us serve more people as well and i look forward to having you all on the next podcast bye for now thank you for listening Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.